Cue fake podcast music. Hello and welcome to Michigan Another Mayhem, the show about Michigan murder, mysteries, and other random mayhem from around the world. Your hosts are Allie and Jen. And what's yours about today, Jen? Mine is about a 17-year-old who kills her mother on Christmas Day. Really? Yeah. Mine is about a kid in England in the year 2010 was accused of witchcraft and basically tortured to death. Do you want me to go first and you could be like the palate cleanser? And then after that, I actually have some Christmas facts I would like to share, some weird Christmas facts. Okay. Okay. Let me go first because this one's kind of heavy. Yeah, that's... It's kind of heavy. Yeah. Okay. A 15-year-old teenage boy named Christy Bamu was visiting his sister in London, England during December 2010. Christy lived in Paris, France with his parents, but had traveled on December 16th to spend time with his sister and other family members for Christmas. Eric Bikubi, who was 28 at the time, was dating Christy's older sister, Magali Bamu, who was also 28 years old. Eric started the nightmare when he accused Christy and two of Christy's younger sisters, Kelly, who's 20, and another 11-year-old unnamed sister of practicing witchcraft. Eric accused all three of them of practicing kanduki. So it was Kelly, who's 20, um, Christy, who's a boy, who's 15, and then an 11-year-old sister they don't name because she's protected by the law in England because of her age. So kanduki is a form of witchcraft that originates in the Democratic Republic of Congo, where this family is from. So they immigrated to England, and they still had they still had the idea of witchcraft. Okay. Okay. So Eric also accused Christy and Kelly of being an in, a bad influence on Eric's son. The couple believed that Christy was possessed by spirits who wanted to bring evil into their home. There is an interesting what I thought was a side note here. So as a young child, before he was like age seven, Eric, the boy, the Magalie's boyfriend, the one that's accusing everybody of witchcraft had delusions of rats and other mirages as a child. So he was seeing things as a child that were not there. And at the time, Eric's family feared that people would spread rumors about Eric being affected by witchcraft. So this is probably where he got, yeah, right, he got that idea. And this caused them to keep Eric isolated from other people. So he was often just by himself a lot as a really young kid. And they did do a scan of his brain, and it showed that he did have some lesions on his brain which his lawyers try to say um, were attributed to his abnormal mental state. They're trying to say, you know, it wasn't his fault that he tortured this kid for witchcraft. You know, he had some mental deficiencies. Okay. Yeah, but then what's Magalie's excuse and what's Christie's sister excuse for what happens? Because when I tell you what happens, it's horrifying. Okay, so Eric and Magalie escalated the issue to the point where they were now physically attacking both Christie, Kelly, and the 11-year-old sister. Magalie later stated that she had no pity for them and that they deserved what happened to them. She showed no mercy when Christie repeatedly asked for her forgiveness. For four days, the couple didn't allow the trio of siblings to eat, sleep, or drink. It went from being on attack on three people to just Christie because the other two girls confessed to being witches. They did it just to make it stop. You know what I'm saying? They confessed that they were witches and they stopped basically torturing them. And the torture escalated when Christy refused to admit the sorcery and the result of what happens they considered his, and I'm going to quote, deliverance ceremony. Magalie forced Christy's sister and brother who were being attacked earlier to torture, or two sisters, who were being attacked earlier to torture Christy. They hit him with wooden sticks, a hammer, a metal bar, knives, and a chisel. The couple used pliers to twist his ear. 
Christy was in so much pain for his injuries from his injuries that he was begging them to let him die. So all you had to do was admit that you were a witch, and they would leave you alone. Yeah, and the so the two sisters said, "Oh, I'm a witch, I'm a witch," but I guess they really turned on Christy because like he peed his pants, and they saw that as like a sign that he was still a sorcerer and he begged his sister for forgiveness like oh forgive me for you know being into witchcraft but she at that point was convinced that he was possessed by an evil spirit okay yeah so on christmas day eric bakubi magalie's boyfriend had christy get in the bathtub and they began pushing him under freezing water claiming that it was a ritual cleansing and it wasn't until later that they realized that he was dead after they yeah they were holding him in the water for a long time and, and yeah, so they just realized, oh, he's dead, yeah. but didn't want to kill him. They were just doing a ritual, supposedly. Yeah, so this was also messed me up. So then they called the paramedics. Yeah, you tried okay. to kill him and resuscitate him. I don't get it. And the paramedics are the ones that were like something seriously wrong here. Um, they were the paramedics were unable to resuscitate him. He was dead, dead. Mm-hmm. His cause of death was determined to be from drowning exacerbated by his injuries they later found that Christie had suffered 101 separate injuries paramedics had noted that his teeth were missing and that his body had been mutilated so they twisted his ears with pliers they knocked his teeth out oh yeah awful awful stuff i'd have been like yes please drown me yes he was begging to die too oh that's just terrible after being arrested magalie denied involvement in the beatings oh yeah she believed what they did to Christie was part of an exorcism Magalie also claimed that Eric forced her to attack the siblings, her own siblings, mind you. The two survivors of the ordeal claimed that she was lying and that she had actually been egging on the violence, like making people hurt him. And Magalie was sentenced to life in prison with a minimum of 25 years served. Eric admitted to the assault and tried to make an unsuccessful, thankfully, plea for manslaughter with diminished responsibility. And they did not accept his plea. Uh, he was sentenced to life in prison with a minimum of 30 years served. Judge David, uh, is, I don't know if it's Piaget or Paget, presided over this case as his last trial before retiring. So I'm like, that had to suck. Yeah. That this is the last thing in your head. And after it was over, he exempted the jury from ever having to provide jury service again for the rest of their lives because this case was so mentally trying. Mm-hmm. He said, you, never, you guys never have to do this again. And due to um, Christie's young age, which was 15, the attack wasn't considered just murder, but also child abuse. Because, you know, he was so young. Yeah. Yeah, I was just so disturbed by that. It was so disturbing. That was a hard one. That's crazy. Yeah, for some reason, I'm okay with murder, but torture is, no. And when I think of, you know, witchcraft, I think years ago. Yeah, like they tried to burn him at the stake and it was the year 1400. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah, no. Apparently you can still die from that. Okay. That accusation. Mine is about Delilah Evans. She lived in Clinton Township, Michigan. She was 17 years old um, when she decided on Christmas Day to stab her disabled mother 120 times. Dang. Did it say what her mom was disabled with? No. Okay, I'm like, I'm sorry to be that No, but she was in a wheelchair. Okay, so she was not able to move freely? Correct. Okay. So after she kills her, Delilah wraps a blanket around herself and goes for a walk. She goes to 7-Eleven trying to tell them that she was homeless. She needed some food or something. She is obviously mentally mm-hmm. ill. Yeah. Yeah. And so wait, she kills her mom, wraps herself up in a blanket, walks to 7-Eleven and tells them she's homeless and needs food? Yeah. Mentally ill. Yeah. Yep. 
some of the family called the house. There was no answer, so they went over to and found the mother stabbed to death. And the police picked up Delilah after they happened, I don't know, I guess they must have went to 7-Eleven to find out that she had been there and found her on the street, I guess. Dang. After she was arrested, the defense claimed that it was due to her father having 16 children. She was neglected, and she shows no remorse because she does not fully understand the situation. Wait a second. She's one of 16 kids? Mm-hmm. Was it just, was that her, her, was she her mom's only kid, though, and her dad has 16 kids? Or were there, like, 15 other kids in this freaking house? I have no idea. Okay. I'm like, oh, it sounds like they were alone if she had all that time. Yeah, I have absolutely no idea. Okay. It didn't say. Okay. So, yeah, she was, you know, claiming that she was neglected. And the judge mentioned how she shows no remorse. And then the defense came back with, well, she just doesn't fully understand, you know, what's oh, going on. The consequence of what she's done. and Yeah. Wow. So she doesn't understand that. You know, Sheila murdered her mom, and now she's going to jail. I wonder if they don't, they're saying she doesn't understand because of her age or her mental capacity. Well, it was also argued that she had a mental issue, and because she would claim that she heard voices. Well, then, yeah. Yeah. Voices is a thing. And she had told her father she killed her because her mother was the devil. Oh, she believed her mom was the devil? Yep, and that's why she killed her. When I was 15, I thought the same thing about my mom, but I let her live. (laughs) Yeah. It was found later on that she had a history of domestic violence and once stabbed her seven-year-old brother. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, she's had violent psychotic incidences before. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she was sentenced to life in prison. At age 15? 17. 17, sorry. Wow, that is crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, I can give you some facts that I've um, I looked up some things about Christmas I never knew. Okay. Hit me with I'm ready. Okay. Well, this one is probably you'll find kind of creepy, but I do not mind spiders as much as the average American. But um, spiders are considered a symbol of prosperity and goodness at um, Christmas in Poland. Oh, well, I kill them all. Yeah. Spiders (laughs) and their webs are often used for holiday decorations. So not Halloween, but Christmas. Like real. Yeah. No, not real ones, but you know, like, you know, like we do on Halloween with the fake webs and spiders. They put it on the Christmas tree? Um, it didn't say specifically Christmas tree, just for holiday, just for the Christmas holiday like we do for, okay. yeah, Halloween. And according to legend, a spider wove a blanket for baby Jesus to keep him warm. That's why, that's where the spider comes in on Christmas. Interesting. Yeah. I've never heard that. Um, the Greek mythology was this girl named Arachne said that she was like the best weaver and she could outweave the goddesses and they're like, oh, that's cool. So they made her into a spider. Like, now go ahead and weave all you want, girl. <laughs> yeah, so the Greeks aren't quite as nice as yeah, uh, right. the Polish. The French gifted the U.S. with the Statue of Statue of Liberty on Christmas, eighteen sixty-six. That's cool. Yeah, that's a nice gift. That's a big gift. That's a big gift. That's, how do you hide that one before? And what did we give them? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Probably, probably nothing. STD. <laughs> <laughs> Santa's reindeer are portrayed as having antlers, right? Well, this means they're either female or castrated males. Otherwise, they would have shed their antlers in the winter. I'll have to guess they're either girls or they have no balls because they're boys. Had their balls removed. Yeah. I think Rudolph is a boy. Rudolph is a boy. He has those little nubbies, so I don't know if it counts. Like, yeah, but it's still winter. Yeah. Benny's castrated, so him and the little girl are not going to have babies. Yeah, no babies. Maybe no. that's why we never heard any new reindeer. Right, because him and Cindy, I think her name is. <laughs> I think that was the name of the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer movie. Yeah. 
Cindy and Rudolph couldn't have babies. Yeah. Yeah. So Washington Irving, who created the story of Sleepy Hollow, you know, like the headless horseman, mm-hmm. horseman Ichabod Crane, is the same man that created the image of Santa Claus flying his sleigh in 1819. Before that, Santa was all groundwork. And I was thinking, like, oh, you know, how could he have done that on the ground? But in 1819, maybe people didn't, maybe there was less of a population. There's seven, more than 7 be- billion people on the planet now. Yeah, right. There was less than. You're saying that they didn't know that there was an ocean and land past the ocean. Oh, there were people who believed that. There are still people who believe the world is flat, so. <laughs> it wasn't just then. Okay. It's still people now. Um, the U.S. playing card bicycle, which made special playing, um, playing cards for German prisoners of war during Christmas. Um, they're like the special Christmas brand. The When soaked in water, the cards provided an escape route out of Germany. Merry Christmas. Escape route. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. neat. Uh, the total of all the gifts listed in the song 12 Days of Christmas equals 364 presents. So instead of, I, so I would propose this to my man. Instead of giving me all these gifts on 12 different days, just bring me something new almost every single day of the year, 364. He gets one day off the year. Right? So I'm sure I'd get one partridge in a pear tree, but for five different days I'd get a separate gold ring. Oh, there you go. So just spread it out. Enjoy it. It's <laughs> actually a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> the song Jingle Bells was originally written for Thanksgiving. Really? Yeah. Why? Um, I don't know. That's and then they changed it to a Christmas song. Hmm. Which I to- it totally fits now. Of course, we think that because it is a Christmas song to us. Yeah. Yeah. Christmas trees are grown in all 50 of the U.S. states. But Michigan is one of the top Christmas tree producing states. That's because we have the UP. Yeah, and when I was a kid, I don't know if you guys did this too, did you guys ever go out on a tree farm? You just walk around a tree farm until you find a tree, and then your dad has to cut it down and carry it back to the car? Yeah, but he had kids, so he made us. Oh, my God. My dad would not let us drag the tree. Of course, we would not drag it properly. (laughs) Yeah, we used to always cut down our trees. Yeah. And then when I had it, Brandon, I never cut down a tree. I went and got the pre-cut tree. Okay. It was easier. I did artificial trees after I had Ariana. I literally did not have it together enough to go get a tree and keep it alive enough to not burn my house down. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. You got to remember to water that stuff. I was bummed out. That was my first artificial tree was once I had Ariana. Last year was the first time I had an artificial tree that was like normal size. When you normally have the one foot trees? Yeah. The little small ones. Yeah. I've had a few of those myself. <laughs> yeah. And so Brandon wanted a bigger tree, so I got him a... A bigger tree. Nice. That we never turn on. Just sits in the corner. Oh, see, I use it like a light. I don't, I'll, I'll just turn on the Christmas lights and not the regular lights. Yeah. Yeah, I use it like a another light in the house. <laughs> well, I got us a gift. Did you? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, my goodness. It's for me. It is. Well, it's to for open. us. It's for us. It's but... for you to open. Okay, because you would have, can't be a surprise to you. You yeah. wrapped it. Yeah, I bought it. Right. Um, but really we say, oh, it's a gift for us, but it's not a gift for you. Okay. Because you'll do it and I won't. Okay. We'll see. I'm opening it up now. Oh my God. The excitement. Yeah. People that open up things neatly. What is wrong with you? I know. Oh my gosh. It's the killer book of true crime. I will definitely read this. Oh yeah. Uh, True crime stories. Facts. You know I love to read my books, and I love my true crime books. And you love facts. I love my facts. So if you guys haven't checked us out on Facebook, Allie posts every day 
Weird facts. Weird facts. Sometimes about death, but a lot of weird facts. Yeah, a lot of weird facts. <laughs> so now she has a whole book of, of facts. That's awesome. I love this. Thank you. Yeah. I'll totally use it. I'll pretend to use it. Okay, cool. <laughs> you bet. <been, laughs> right? You've been listening to Michigan and Other Mayhem with Allie and Jen. Connect with us at michiganandothermayhem.com to join the conversation, listen to the podcast, access show notes, find site links, and correct us when necessary. Rate and subscribe uh, to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Bye-bye now.